Hello, everyone. Welcome to Harmonic Heart, where music blog dedicated to showcasing musicians, stories, and talent. I'm your host, Chris Millet. I'm excited to have on Yusef Shami, drummer based in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> Yusef is a drummer based in the DMV. Upon picking up the drums in high school, it became apparent that it would become more than a hobby, but a calling. As Yusef continued playing out in university and beyond, their aggressive but tasteful approach to drums became well-known in the DC rock scene. Yusef is recognized for unique approaches to odd time and displaced grooves, as well as genre bending and challenging musical norms. Scaffolded by a civil engineering degree and as an educator in the public school system, Yusef lives in the DC suburbs, pursuing the dream of teaching drums and continuing to be involved in multiple facets of the music scene on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome, glad to have you here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, you know, we met at the DC Music Summit 2020. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and okay. I was like, yeah, you know, Yusuf, just get a, a nice vibe from, you know, this person. And yeah, you know, since then I've seen, you know, you post on Instagram, you do covers and, um you looks like you've been like recording in pro tools and you know i've seen your covers on youtube and um you know i was reading on your website you do transcriptions and of course you do you know lessons for other people as well so i'm looking forward to to get into it learn about your journey and you know all the the different things you're doing good me too <laughs> so it sounds like you got into drumming in high school like can you tell us some more about kind of what initially sparked you getting into drums and what that was like? Yeah, you know, it wasn't something that I think was very natural at first. Mm. Um, my little snippet there said about how um, it quickly became a calling. It definitely wasn't that way at the beginning. Mm. Um, but my brother had started playing guitar when he was very young, five or six years old. Mm. Um, so as I got a little older, and especially as someone who didn't fit in a whole lot in school, uh, music became something that I identified very strongly with that that kind of um, was a safe place for me. Mm -hmm. um, something that I could enjoy fully without, you know, being worried about what other people thought. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, as I got a little older, I became interested in not just listening to music not just enjoying it as a listener but like I started thinking how can I be more involved in this how can I get more into this how can I enjoy this more um and the answer was was drums um I think for me drums specifically because of the kind of more physical um nature um not that other instruments are not physical but um I think I saw a lot of parallels with like exercise and working out. Um, and that's something I was doing a lot of in high school. Hmm. What kind of exercises were you doing? Yeah, I was doing a little of everything, honestly. Um, I did wrestling my freshman year, which was very interesting. I didn't hate it, but I didn't continue after that year. Um, and then I would spend a lot of time in the gym at school. Um, we had a little, you know, a little weight room. Mm -hmm. Um, way later on, you know, got into yoga and 
I used to ride bikes as a kid. I, a whole lot of stuff. I, I am very, um, very physical person, I guess you could say. Oh, cool. Lots of kind of fitness stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, drums, especially in the way that um, I felt like there were a lot of exercises that were very kind of parallel to exercises in the weight room. You know, you have a certain number of hits that you do, of strokes that you do on each hand for each exercise. You know, you slowly raise the, um, the pace or the volume. So there's kind of a systematic approach to it, much like when you're in the gym or you're doing exercise. So, yeah, I mean, um, you could say that there's two parts of it. That's one part. And then the other part is my brother already played guitar. So drums was the perfect match for that. Right. Oh, right. Right. So would you two play together? We played together for quite a while. Yeah. Um, you know, of course that changed, uh, during and after college. Um, we don't live together anymore, but we play from time to time still. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, drumming being a, just a very physical activity. That's, you know, something I was actually curious about and wanted to, you know, because it seems like it's almost like a full body thing. Um, kind of, could you speak some more to kind of the feeling you have, like while you're drumming, like the physicality or um, kind of, it seems like drummers can really just get into like a zone and um really in the moment what's that like for you yeah so that's a that's a really good question um okay where to start with this one um i think that yeah i mean speaking generally um drums is one of the few instruments where you're using your hands and your feet at the same time as well as your mind, because a lot of playing instruments is being able to to count and be able to be aware, not just like physically doing something with your body. Um, so I think in that way, um, I started to think about, and this is the way I teach it too, your body is kind of like a full, uh, like a well-oiled machine where all the parts are working with and against each other. Um, I use the idea of like a push and pull in a lot of the concepts that, that we talk about in drums. Interesting. Um, so I think it's, um, you know, I've, I've had a couple students who have come to me, um, with like a dance background or a martial arts background. And we always get along really well because we have conversations kind of based around that about how the body moves, um, you know, with itself against itself with your mind um with all you know all these moving pieces um physically moving or not um but all of these moving pieces kind of together um but yeah i mean to go a little more into that like we use i talked about our hands our feet you know we use our fingers in specific ways there are different grips you know between um, that focus more on fingers, on wrists, same thing with your feet. I mean, there are, um, different techniques that you can use to either go faster or play harder, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, you described drumming as a calling. Was there a specific moment, um, where you felt like, oh, I got to do this as much as possible or that you remember feeling like enthralled by drumming? 
Um, it definitely wasn't a specific moment, but it definitely wasn't very gradual either. I think for me, there were there were definite steps. Um, in high school and, and even the beginning of college, I did not see music as a thing that was realistic for anything other than like after your nine to five. Um, so I think once I kind of uh, went into that nine to five life, uh, kind of like during internship in college and then after that, I realized this isn't for me. Um, you know, as much as I like the work or am good at the work or get along with coworkers or whatever, there was like an empty, there was an emptiness. Um, and so it, it kind of became apparent after college, um, you know, working the engineering job that I had, the office job that I had. Um, but it definitely, it was like gradual from the beginning of college. And then it was like, okay, fully, you know, fully aware, like eyes fully open by, by the end, a year after college. Um, and, you know, on that note, there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five and doing music afterwards. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it really took me being in that situation to, to get that, to know that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, cause it, it was like the kind of thing that I'm thinking about it every day. It's all I want to do. Um, I wasn't thinking about my job at all. Mm -hmm. My job at the time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's, I see. Yeah. It was like really calling to you. Like it was, couldn't get it out your mind. You were in your job, like just thinking about drumming and how much you would rather be drumming. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting too. I mean, I would imagine like civil engineering being also like a, a technical thing. Um, like the, I, would, I guess I could see some parallels between like kind of the technicality of like perhaps civil engineering and like there's really technical aspects of drumming too. But yeah, you could say that. Yeah. yeah. I think um, you may or may not have um, thought this, but I think one of the big things was kind of like the business skills that I picked up from, mm. from that job. Uh, oh, nice, nice. Wow. Hmm. So a calling and, and a passion, um, um, yeah, just to be able to, to do it, you know, for your career full time. Yeah. Um, you know, I missed the last part you said there. I'm just saying working on it, slowly but surely. Sweet. Um, let's see, are you still at um, the civil engineering job now or is it, um, and have you transitioned? No, yeah, I left that. It must have been three years ago, three and a half years ago now. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, it was it was for what I wanted to do, especially with teaching lessons. That was kind of my first step into the professional music world. Um, it just wasn't going to work to to juggle a job with that. You brought up kind of a little earlier, you know feeling like not really fitting in and being able to um, with music kind of have 
more of your like your full self come through and with drumming I think that's interesting it's something I relate to I think that's you know something you know seems like happens commonly you know with musicians can you speak some more um you know to how drumming like how you've been able to come through as you know more yourself through that yeah I love that question um Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all a bunch of weirdos, aren't we? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even kind of going back to what we were talking about with the physical aspect, I think for me um, with drums, you know, once you kind of have the language, once you have the toolkit, um, you're not thinking about each specific note every time that you're playing it, you know, it's just natural. It's muscle memory. And so for me, one of the ways that I express myself is, uh, you know, coming up with various rhythms or, you know, pulses, some kind of, some kind of rhythm that is maybe non-standard, something that's coming from somewhere else than, you know, whatever the guitarist is playing or something like that. And kind of building rhythms that are very feel-based rather than theory-based. I mean, I know it's a little bit different on drums in terms of theory than guitar, bass, piano, whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, kind of having that that base level of percussion knowledge and skills and then kind of being able to be very um, fluid with it and be more creative. Um, I think that kind of, in the end of the day, what how that manifests is just me um, being kind of like, you could say creatively authentic, like I'm just purely creating, um, in a judgment-free way, um, in a way that just feels very natural and, and it like kind of almost conveys the way that I'm thinking or the way that I'm feeling. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can, from what you're describing, I can hear, you know, your own individuality coming out through, you know, the rhythms and, you know, you mentioned, you know, you've become known for, you know, using, you know, odd times and displaced grooves and having, you know, individuality and kind of your own ear, you know, and personality, you know, coming out through that, you know, and, um, it's all feeling, you know, so, you know, even, you know, your own like emotions and how you connect, you know, personally with the music coming through um, in those, you know, rhythms that are grounded in fundamentals, but you're um, bringing, you know, your own, your own taste in your own rhythms. Am I getting that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, what was I going to say about that? just that um i guess like so you know a lot of the music i play is um where the music that i like and play with other people is more technical music and i think people's idea of technical more technical music is that it's very very like nerdy very like we're all sitting in our notebooks writing out all the you know all the music theory stuff Uh um (laughs) But I think that the way that I express myself um, 
is very apparent because I play that kind of music because you see that a lot of the stuff isn't like just straight technical and is there's a lot of feel based playing within something that is typically more technical. Um, I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds, you know, well, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. When I hear technical, I think my mind goes to like math rock or something like that. But, you know, I know you, you play, um, like metal and metal bands, right? That's kind of your, um, your favorite genre, would you say? Oh, it's hard to say. I usually just say rock because it's like very, very general and includes a lot of different subgenres. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, just more, you know, technical, you know, basis, but there's room for, um, you know, there's space to, to bring in, uh, yeah, kind of your own kind of tastes and, and rhythms as well. Mm -hmm. I'll say this um, as kind of a closing thought for this this little conversation. Uh, I cannot remember for the life of me the drummer, but I'm sure someone knows. Um, there was a drummer that once said um, something along the lines of, yes, it's the drummer's job to keep time, but what a good drummer will do is make that time interesting. I like that. I think that's what I kind of try to aspire to do. Mm, I like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So much of, yeah, you know, especially in live, but also recorded, like, you know, we just feel, you know, we feel, you know, that drum beat and the rhythm, like in our chest and, you know, as an audience and yeah, just the drums add so much to the, the mood um, and the whole experience. So making it interesting making it interesting mm -hmm. yeah i'm kind of personally curious you know so with drummers are you really like counting that whole time or you know is it like you kind of have the fundamental movements down and it's automatic or kind of does it vary by drummer or... yeah um i would think you know, again, I don't speak for all drummers. I would think that most of us um, just have a, a feel, uh, an idea of where things should land. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are different kind of tricks that a lot of drummers use. Um, and you may have seen this, uh, you know, watching drummers or playing with drummers in the past. Um, where like they'll keep time on the hi-hat, they'll, they'll count with their left foot or something like that, especially in solos or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think there is very much kind of like a physical timekeeping, but not necessarily like a uh, numerical count every single time. Um, yeah. Just like know when the measure begins again and when you, mm -hmm. know, you land on the snare on the three usually or, or whatever it is. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah, let's see. Hmm. Um, you know, teaching has, you know, become a, a big part of what you do. And, um, you know, you've also mentioned, you know, of course, you know, how teaching others, you know, it helps us to sharpen our skills. What have been some takeaways that, you know, you've had from teaching others? 
Okay. Um, yeah, this is a big one. I think, though I kind of knew this going into it, it became much more apparent a few years in that um, a lot of the time, I think teaching music is more about all the things outside of the music. So mm -hmm. connecting with people, um, finding different ways to explain things to different people, different, uh, you know, modalities. Um, how to work with a student who doesn't want to be there. Um, all of these, all these things that I guess like, I guess like public school teachers know all about. Um, but then the, like the business side of it, like uh, marketing, you know, promoting yourself as not just a musician, but a music teacher, especially when we're competing with, uh, you know, music and arts and guitar center and all that, at least for me as a, as like a, self-employed um teacher um but yeah i mean i think i think that has been really eye-opening the past couple years um the music of course um i think like um we talked a little bit about kind of some more skills that i've developed since then um like transcriptions like those are all things that maybe I knew how to do a little bit before, but being in the situation to to have to teach someone about it, you're like, okay, I got to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I got to write. And so it, I think it, it kind of, um, you know, on one hand, there's the, the learning, the teaching skills, there's the business, and then there's just kind of having something else to to keep you straight with your own practice and to you know things that have gotten me to ask more questions about especially like music theory and stuff like that um especially again with quarantine with figuring out how to transmit this information over video chat or through email or whatever but yeah Oh, hmm. a whole lot yeah yeah i can imagine and that's you know interesting too you know it's a lot of you know themes of you know communication i mean like drumming itself is a form of you know expressing yourself but you know in terms of teaching like how can you reach different you know age levels um you know just different you know differences you know coming through how can or like learning styles and even, yeah, with marketing, like how can we connect, you know, and reach, you know, other clients too. Yeah. I mean, that could be less about all that. I might have frozen for a second, but, you know, that could be less about um, the actual music and, and more about, you know, just how we connect with others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, you performed in, yeah, quite a few bands and you, seems like you recently joined the band for fear itself you know what can you tell us about you know that band and your experience so far yeah so i'm very excited for that band um you know just like practically the other day joined so i'm learning all the material um 
I um, think that I really connected with the vocalist um, and talking about like marketing and that stuff, he's fantastic at that. So I, I felt um, very connected to him in, in, the, in regards to like being professional and, and working really hard and wanting to, you know, make music his his thing his full-time thing that's what i want to do too so um in bands in the past um i was usually kind of the lead person um so this is definitely a, a change for me um i think for a long time being kind of the uh quote-unquote band leader took away actually ironically from my own musicianship my my solo work you know the covers that you've seen mm -hmm. my website all of these things that i kind of put on the back burner forever um but yeah i think um the communication that's really such a big thing in music um it's a big thing overall i guess right but um, I learned a lot about communication through all of these projects in the past. Um, and I also learned like how to read non-communication. That's something that happens a lot in bands. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, I guess in a way it's, it's also been kind of a mental health journey and figuring out how um, to work with people um, when you're all working on something that you're very, very passionate about and, you know, people, um, you know, when it's your brainchild, when, it, when it's something that's so important to you, so close to you, then it can get really personal. Um, but yeah, you know, as well as that, again, the business skills, the marketing, the promotion, um, booking shows, all of that stuff has been really, really important. Um, I think for me as my growth as a musician, um, because it's a lot of this stuff is the kind of stuff that you have to learn just from figuring it out. Um, I hear this from people who, who went to music school as well. You know, that you may have the knowledge, the theory knowledge, you might have the connections, but you still have to kind of get out there and do the groundwork. Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, quite a few things, you know, stuck out to me there, you know, interesting having to, you know, being the leader of the band, you know, there's numerous things that go with that, um, you know, so having less time, you know, to devote to, you know, your actual, you know, musicality and playing and your own personal, um, you know, perhaps personal branding as well. Um, so I could just imagine that, you know, maybe this new band experience could be like, you know, one plus one equals three type of thing. If, you know, you're nice, nice, you know, you have you know, alignment, you know, in terms of goals and not perhaps it being all on you. Um, yeah, bands, you know, just awesome you know when there's you know cohesion it's yeah that's interesting what you say about like the communication and like things that aren't said and um things being so personal and um yeah it just seems you know like you know 
if there's five people in the band or four people and you know people all different coming or different there could be different goals or different you know reasons for being invested in the band or different levels of interest too um so all that kind of stuff is really interesting to me kind of taken into consideration all those yeah Yeah, it's certainly challenging, but potential to be very rewarding. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, you've done, you know, you've learned a lot in terms of like marketing and, and booking shows as well. Can you give any, you know, tips for, you know, independent musicians in terms of marketing themselves and getting and booking shows? Yeah, I mean, uh, I am pretty introverted so kind of the common thing that is thrown out there is go out to shows and meet people and talk to people well that's not so easy for me most of the time um but the great thing is with the internet nowadays you can still have conversations with people over text over email um even phone call or video call um and so i think it's it's still really about, um, I think what I found to be really effective and really useful and also really rewarding is reaching out to people directly, um, having conversations rather than like a lot of people will like just blindly post in groups or something like that or tag a bunch of people in something and when someone else sees that they're not, they're not going to look at it. They're not going to pay attention. They're going to be like, Oh, it's spam or, Oh, I'll check this out later, but they're not going to check it out later. Um, so I think um, kind of the personalization, like directly reaching people, having conversations um, that is, is 10 times better in every situation in terms of booking, especially, I mean, you've got to, you've got to know the right people to book. Um, you've got to know who's at what venue and what, you know, what venue is doing what. Um, there's, there's definitely a piece of, you know, right time and place. But I think um, for people who like don't have a lot of resources, for people who are not very extroverted, um, one of the best ways I think is just trying to initiate trying to do something yourself um even if it's not top quality um because then you meet people and then people see the effort that you're putting in people see the work that you're doing um so to give you an example like i did a couple house shows at our place um not the fanciest thing um but the shows went well um everyone was really excited about it and I think all of the bands there, you know, we made very lasting relationships um, with each other and with, you know, the guests, the fans. Um, and so, you know, it was just playing at our house, nothing fancy, um, just the practice amps that we had, but it was fun, it was a good time and we made connections. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes, there have been plenty of times I've played like hundred plus, you know, crowd shows and you don't see anything come from it. You know, barely anyone talks to you. 
you check your social media pages the next day and no new likes, no new follows, no nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. But just like having a good conversation with one person is a total, you know, totally the opposite. Mm. It can make such a big difference. Yeah. So TLDR, um, talk to people directly or message people directly. Mm. Don't kind of just dish out your stuff and hope that someone sees it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man, those are gems. Those are gems. Man. Yeah. Directly talking to people and um, yeah, doing what you can where you're at, you know, to kind of push things forward. Um, hmm. Man, yeah, those are awesome. Um, let's say what what tips would you give, you know, people interested in learning drums, let's say maybe someone that is just wants to learn drums and then someone that like just got their set and they're ready to sit down and learn. Okay. Um, so the, for the first one, like just someone who is just like thinking, do I want to play drums or like they've made yeah. a decision. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, it might be pretty cool like to learn drums. Like, I think I'd like that. It looks so awesome when I'm at a show and like the drummer looks like they're having so much fun. I think I might want to do that. Mm. Type of thing. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different um, depending whether I am trying to get this person to sign up as a student versus just tell them about drums. Because the first thing I would say is, you know that it's hard work, right? You know that you have to practice, right? It's not just fun and games. Right. Um, but as a counterpoint, I did not practice seriously for a long time. Um, I still don't think I practice as much as I should. Um, but you know, if you can if you can suck it up and do some focus practice a couple hours a week, you'll get there. Um, so other things I would say though. Um, Probably that um, that kind of selling drums, saying how like I love drums personally because they're so versatile. Because there's like literally no musical genre that that I can think of, at least that you can't find some kind of use for some some percussion. Um, and it's really cool because even then, you know, with all of these different genres, um, there are a lot of things that are very similar and a lot of things that are very different. We talked about um, kind of a musical toolkit or a musical background. I think with drums, especially once you have that language, it's very easy to translate it um, into a bunch of different contexts. Um, and you know, I, I teach drum set or drum kit, which to clarify for people, that's literally just a set of drums. You know, it could be, it could be a drum set that has um, any type of drum, not just like snare drum, toms, crash cymbal, stuff like that. Um, so I think that's something that people forget sometimes that it's not just like, a lot of people think of drums and think like, rock stars like you know led zeppelin and stuff like that but like drums it's it's really 
it's in everything. It can be in everything. It can add to everything, I think. Um, so in that way, I think that almost anyone can get into it and find a way to um, enjoy percussion. Yeah. Um, Let's say, I would just call know, it very universal, the universal language. Uh, right, right. Probably one of the first, you know, instruments, right? You know, drumming. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and what about, you know, someone that, you know, they just got their set, you know, and they're, and they're ready to, to get going? Yeah. So, what would I say? Um, Just to clarify, um, were you saying like advice for them going forward or just kind of what, what I think about drums? Well, yeah, maybe like advice or like, yeah, advice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say that there are certain things that um, just like with, with other stuff, that you need to develop the good habits really early. Um, and with drums, it's not that many, honestly. It's not, it's two or three really important things that if you do from, from the very beginning, then you'll be okay. Um, one of them is the metronome, um, which I think any musician should practice too. But I think a drummer really, really, really should practice to a metronome. Um, so the metronome, um, and then also, you know, just starting out on the drum set to be able to understand how and when to like practice, to like have focused, purposeful practice versus just jamming around. And there's a time and place for both. Both are very important. Um, I'll even say with myself, like some of my best musical moments were just, you know, throwing stuff together, just just winging it, you know, not sitting down and trying to do something specific. Um, so just being able to kind of identify both and understand what is required from both um, and that both are important. We're gonna, you know, as we're wrapping up, you know, what, you know, kind of are the, the main things you're kind of doing right now and, you know, what services can people, you know, hire you for? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the main gig is teaching. Um, I'm getting close to five years now, actually. Oh, there. Cool. Um, I also do recordings. Um, I track drums at my place. Uh, I'm not like a mix master, you know, I'm not a mixing mastering expert. Um, but I do track drums. I've done, you know, uh, a few albums, a few songs here and there. Um, of course, hopefully this is going to become a thing again, um, playing gigs live. Um, and that can be in any genre. Um, and then again, transcription. So literally any kind of, any kind of song with any kind of percussion, I can transcribe it. Um, and I think, I think personally um excuse me for selling a little bit well yeah um, I like to, yeah thank you <laughs> i like to um be very very like i like to have a lot of uh kind of intuitive cues in my transcriptions i think 
I try to make it a, as easy as possible to understand it and to like go piece by piece and understand understand what's happening or to relay um, what is happening between everything and not just like each part. Um, not just what note is being played, but how you play the note, oh, what yeah. you need to be listening for, things like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like when I when I list all those things, um, that's kind of a lot of what my practice is based around is like awareness, time awareness, um, and creativity within that awareness. And great. And where can people, you know, contact you and follow you? Yeah, so the easiest place um, is going to be yusufshame.com, first name, last name. And um, at the top, I have, uh, you know, like a, a menu bar that has links to all of my um, external websites, YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, but yeah, that's, that'll be the easiest place. It has everything on there. I also have a link tree, um, which is just link tree slash Yusuf Shaman drums. Okay. And that has all the links on there as well. Um, yeah, and anything else that you'd like the, the people to know? I don't think so. I would just thank the people for checking us out today, for supporting Chris and um, this podcast, the, um, you know, the interview. Thank you. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you know, thank you, Yusuf, for coming on and, and sharing your, your journey, your tips. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. Me too.